The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I am Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, we're going to be taking a look at the 2021 release uh, of Jungle Cruise, directed by... Okay, this is... I feel bad, because I'm going to botch this oh, name. Oh, I haven't heard this. Yeah. His name is Colet Sarah, and that's generally in in forums, he's called Colet Sarah, but it's just Jame Colet Sarah. It's J-A-U-M-E. I apologize. I'm a monster. He's from he's Barcelona. He's from Barcelona. Uh, yeah. Barcelona. Sorry, I can do that. Barcelona. Maybe yeah, if you want to be his name. about it, yeah. I don't want to be... I'm not being... Part, that's not... I said it first. <laughs> I actually know the language and have been to Barcelona, so I can say that because I'm cool into this. No, I'm just joking. Uh, I feel really bad. Yeah, I've been to Barcelona. It's really nice. (laughs) I went to Cadiz, Spain. That's what I I really, I did an exchange trip in high school in Cadiz, Spain, which is just a fucking nightmare because like they just sent us to Spain and had us stay with random Spanish people. And I stayed with this amazing elderly woman and her, uh, her daughter who had elephantitis um so she had like this really enlarged leg and it was like a whole deal but like she just cooked for us for like six days and she was on a nude beach in spain and she had a telescope like on her balcony because it was like an apartment on like the 16th story and it was like beachfront property over a nude beach and i was just like why do you have a telescope and i i, I remember i had to go look up how to say telescope in spanish <laughs> <laughs> so like i had my dictionary there and i was like telescope oh yeah How, why do you have a telescope and she's like get there it's the mm. beach mm. you know i look up the people at the beach and then she went over and she just like un, she just like oh she's like there's some big boobs and she was amazing honestly wow. she was like she's like a 70 year old spanish lady that hosted american kids uh, and she just was like I don't know. She's the best. That sounds like a good experience. <laughs> it was a really good experience. Cadiz was the best, but uh, Barcelona is, you know, the mainstream version of that. Sorry, we're really just talking about bullshit now. Uh, yeah, this is a director. I, th- I suppose he's kind of well known for the Shallows Orphan House of Wax. Uh, so I'm tempted to suggest this is one of the better movies that he's made. Because, uh, you know, Hot take. he. Well, no, he's a horror director, which is really yeah. interesting. Um Hold on, yeah, director, yeah, Jean-Marie Colette Sarah. So, like, yeah, he's a horror director. Um, wait, no, he's a producer. Yeah, here's his director, Chris. Yeah, so he's been a producer on Black Adam. He's post-production right now for Black Adam, which is supposed to be The Rock. And he's done mm-hmm. The Shallows, which was a really, really good horror film starring, uh, what's her name? Never seen it. It's a very good film, actually. It's it's like, it's like it's like on par with like early oh, Jaws yeah, stuff. I think I remember the trailers for this and it being a big deal at the time. Yeah, we talked about this in college. It was, it was, it was good. It was good. Um, the Shallows was 2016, so that would have been after college. Hmm. Was it after college? Yeah, I, I graduated high school in 2009. Um, Four years of college was, was no, 10, it was 11, 12, college. 13. Yeah, no, I'm I'm misremembering probably. We graduated in like Maybe 2013. We corner back then. No, I don't think so. Yeah, we did. I remember that uh, when I was fucking releasing these and not recording them and releasing them like days later. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, so no, he, he's actually not known for much, but I do think he is a competent director and he has released competent movies. Uh, the funny thing, too, is that in a weird sort of way, uh, the movie that comes most to mind, and again, this is River Cruise. So this is starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. Oh, I love Emily Blunt. She's fantastic. She's great uh, maybe, yeah, maybe not in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the summary uh, writ writer by Michael Green, uh, Jean Ficara, and John Recca stars Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, and Edgar Ramirez. Uh, uh, based on Disneyland theme park ride, when a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. Wow, it says element. It literally says that. That's the summary. A jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. That's man. holy shit. That's bad. That's rough, man. Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Starring the bad guy uh, of Todd from Breaking Bad with, as a German. That's <laughs> like, I love, I love, man, that accent. That, yeah. was, uh, that was pretty great. So, uh, somehow perfectly typecast and terribly typecast yeah. at the same time. I don't know why, but it's just like he's oh, man, he's just he's just owning owning it but also like it's, it's terrible man mm-hmm. yeah P- pg-13 uh the movie that this most reminds me of is the mummy honestly yeah. or more specifically the mummy returns is probably like mm-hmm. the worst version of the mummy which i still i still love i still love the mummy and i love the mummy returns and it also weirdly has some spiritual kind of zest from the same vein as like pirates of the caribbean another disney ride adaptation that worked out very 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 well for them you know in the first movie because uh, every subsequent movie is trash um uh, maybe the second the second one's pretty good right it's okay i remember liking the second one but i also went with people that laughed whenever like the ten uh fucking what's his name is the tentacle guy is just there oh i the actually disagree I, I i do i mean at first I off that, that but like that actor like, that actor is fantastic and he's playing like fucking sea fish like yeah. fish devil like i i mean i understand that that's inherently funny on some things but like you know davy jones is like a thing and like it's still like no, I, I don't know that performance. I did yeah. too. I thought with Bill Nighy. There we go. Yeah. yeah Bill yeah. Nighy is pretty fucking good as a tentacle monster. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you make a tentacle monster that comes out of the deep that represents death. It's Cthulhu is all fuck. I'm into it. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> Especially like, you know, every subsequent evil monster that that series had after Bill Nighy was just like, ah, stop trying to make Bill Nighy happen again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like first it's like you know ghost it's like pirates. a guy missing half a face next time the blackbeard guy I think and then the blackbeard thing was the worst man that that's a that's a movie series that like had one or two good movies and then was just dead after that and they just keep keep it rolling keep Johnny Depp's career rolling which I don't know I mean it, 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 I don't want to comment on the Amber Heard thing but. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I I, I don't know. I, I think Johnny Depp has some good performances in him as opposed to like somebody whose career is wrapping up like Chris Pratt, where I'm like, you know, I get it that all, all your parks and recreation cred is like totally run dry. <laughs> no, everybody's ready for him to stop doing the uh, action hero thing. I think yeah. I haven't seen tomorrow more tomorrow war, but yeah. I have watched 30 minutes of it and found it utterly unbearable. That yeah. is what I would say. And it's also the worst jk simmons thing that he's been in to oh, my mind yeah, he is in it too. he is in it he's he plays his dad it's awful no no oh. no he does he play his dad he's old i think too. 
No, I think he plays the old version of himself. So J.K. Simmons is like old Chris Pratt. And I'm like, uh, first off, no. Bad on paper. <laughs> right. Like, that's exactly what I thought. I like I was like, I can name old Chris Pratt's. You know what I mean? Like, I can find you like David Hasselhoff, old Chris Pratt. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. That works. Right. That works way better than J.K. fucking Simmons. Like, you don't have the panache to be J.K. Simmons. I just even J.K. Simmons in fucking Spider-Man one with Tobey Maguire. Like, that's not young Chris Pratt's what he's going to evolve into. He dreams of evolving into J. Joe and Jameson from Spider-Man one. Sorry, I watched Spider-Man one the other day, so that's on my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that scene when like yeah, I do that multiverse catch up. I did. I, I I was watching them for the new Spider-Man trailer because like it's one of those things, too. I, I honestly like teared up a little bit when they were throwing shit at the Green Goblin off the Brooklyn Bridge. And I was like, this is such a different time, man. <laughs> and I, was, like, I was like, which I love. I love the director of the, the one thing from Homecoming that I love is like, you know, I he's like, I love how the guy, everybody in like, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies are just like yelling. Ah, we understand the situation perfectly. And like the guy in Homecoming is like, I don't give a shit who saves me. Yeah, Iron Man, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love I love how realistic that is. And he also apparently he that guy has a cameo in Shang-Chi, which comes out this Friday, which I'm actually super excited for. What? I won't take your element here. Are you excited for Shang-Chi? You know, to me, honestly, it's uh, every time I see a trailer, I'm like, yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like uh, Aquafina in live action particularly. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say that I'm looking forward to it. I did forget that it existed uh, when we were talking about what to review next the other week, because I just take for granted I, I'm back to taking Marvel movies for granted to a certain extent, you know, like yeah. there's always another one. coming. I, I agree. I think this one I'm particularly excited for just from the fucking soundtrack that they just released for it because it's it's really good because they have the run it, which is feet by Rick Ross and Rick uh, and Rich Brian. And it is DJ Snake, Rick Ross and Rich Brian. And it's the song is really good. So um nope. I don't know. I, 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 I have my doubts. I, you know, I, I withheld. I thought. Black Widow was pretty good, but I thought it was very Marvel standard. I'm hoping this is something else. Um, I don't know. I just I just I'm ready for the creative weirdness that they, we were promised in phase three and we never got our phase four. I suppose whatever. Fuck. I don't give a shit. Whatever we're on now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't remember either. If you don't remember, I don't remember. It's, a, it's fine. Peter and me get together and we just like grump about how everyone else is grumpy about it. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh I'm not joking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not about you specifically, Trevor. How about that? <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I'm ready for weird. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about this actual movie. How about that? This movie's pretty weird. <laughs> it is right. It, it it feels all right. Here's what I'm gonna say. It feels like the thing that's totally up my alley because like this is kind of what I love, and it's one of those things where I like I've had a weird relationship with this concept with like kind of like. I guess what I, the best way to put it is colonial adventures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Re- it is. Rehabilitating it's like, that, right? Like Atlantis, right. The Lost Rehabilitating, Empire, still one of my favorite animated movies, you know? Well, Atlantis, I also think, has a really good underlying communist it, message. It's like apologizing for colonialism and argue. So it has its heart in the right place, even though, yeah, there's controversy about that. I, I, I will defend Atlantis. Right? I don't think it's a particularly good movie. I think, like, 
and, and I think there's a separation between like what a movie means and what and how the quality of it. I think Atlantis was forgotten for good reasons. Mm-hmm. It just didn't connect with an audience. And I understand why it doesn't connect because right. it has it has like it, it has a through line and too many characters. It has a lot of problems. I think it's it has a deeply communistic message, which is really funny. Uh, or I, I, it really does, because it's really about like, you know, the Atlanteans are about self, you know, about collective. And they literally say collective in the context. And then it's about literally capitalism gone wrong, coming to infected and him taking that back to the thing. It's. It's very much. And, I and thought about it. It tries to happen. Sure. It tries to has this cake and eat it too, because like all the characters that you learn to love in the context, because like most of the characters you learn to hate, but like you love like that core group that with Milo you, like becomes the good guys, and then they go back and they have all the money, and it's a joke that they have all the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, it's it's just uh, yeah. It's I, I don't know. I I think that that I think that that is like an element of this movie where it's just like capitalistic rehabilitation for these classical adventures in these classical takes which is just the amazon is this fantastical land where you can go off to and dnd has been i think i'm hyper aware of this because dnd has been struggling with this since tomb of annihilation which tomb of annihilation is a as a dungeons and dragons fifth edition adventure which was released a couple of years ago uh, i think several years ago now and the problem is it is that it has the continent of chult which is essentially just africa because it depicts everybody in chult as black and they also have dinosaurs which isn't on the face of it bad but at the same time it is just like quote unquote going to an african land and having an adventure in a mysterious continent that is uh, has a ton of like undead people and then Azarak is in a tomb there like it's still i suppose i don't know the proper terminology but nativization of the idea it's like the dark heart of africa we're still we're still creating an adventure around the concept of quote-unquote the heart of darkness you know what i mean and i think that that is like a deeply uncomfortable element to this movie less so i and i and again i don't understand why this is true because like i am less bothered for whatever reason, by people in the mummy adventuring in Egypt, because Egypt is Egypt. And I don't know why, because there's like that Egypt yeah. is technically part of Africa, but I don't know why Egypt just gets a pass as being an incredibly historical place. But it does, doesn't it? Like, it's like, I, I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I, I had that reckoning and and a little bit and I suggested that to Megan. It's like, oh, you can necessarily make the mummy today. She's like, what? What are you talking about? And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, I do you think, do you think the mummy by comparison with today is, has issues? Uh, the mummy probably has less issues than this movie, to be honest, Jack. <laughs> I think that's true. I no, I'm that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. And I'm yeah. like trying to defend that viewpoint because the I rewatched the mummy after I watched this and I was like, this bugs me less. Why does this bug me less? Well, you <laughs> like, have like you do actually have like native characters there that seem to have like the dignity of the Magi and, and yeah. stuff. And, and I actually really need to know immediately. If that character is actually just a white guy acting, I know. Like I, a, <laughs> right. I, I'm like really want to know now. <laughs> like, that can't. really makes all the difference really what tan, his nationality like, is. Yeah. Like to be honest, um, yeah. shit. So I've never gone down into that, but um, uh, yeah. Our death bay. Oh shit. Odeb. Uh, yeah. His he's Israeli. Odeb there. That's close enough. That's, <laughs> that's probably cl- that says me, right? Uh, is just, it uh, close enough? That's sure. That's fine. <laughs> that's um, fine. That's none. Wow, this is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Last, uh, hol- holy shit, he's been in a lot of things. 
Yeah, I um, I wouldn't say the depiction of the the natives in this is like the biggest problem with it, but uh, it does. No, like, they are. It's it's have, Disney is hyper aware yeah. that that is an issue with this. They're trying like, to I have their cake I, and eat it too. They don't quite pull it off. And and and, and 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 here's my issue too. The act of attempting to have their cake is such a problematic nature for them. And they're tiptoeing around it so hard that it feels weird, right? Like, that's yeah, the issue. I, yeah, I don't think they pull it off because I'm like, well, like, they're so disposable. That's the issue for me. I was like, what are you guys getting out of this? <laughs> like the princess or the chiefess leader is like kind of there and gone. It's not really a character. It's kind of is a plot device, I feel like. Um it's a similar they do do the bit which i think i guess could work I've, I've seen that before in other old westerns like maverick i think or shanghai noon one of those where like the indians are pretending to be the stereotypical kind of indian that you expect them to be because a white guy's telling them to, to like to prank people like i've seen yeah. that before you know and they and, do that and 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 i think that they they kind of hand wave in a different direction. And this is where I take issue. They sort of hand wave away with that by like having kind of a core plot issue be Dwayne the Rock Johnson's sexism. Which is oh, and oh, yeah. Yeah. That it's there, man. And it's yeah, like, but he's really progressive about the gays, apparently. Which is just sort of like clearly like a writing beat, which uh-huh. is the issue for me is that it's clearly like a distinctive writing beat. Dwayne isn't like, has to go through like I think he only has to go through about Emily Blunt's character which is the core element of the the plot so like because they really wanted to have that plot element which mm-hmm. I also think kind of hand waves away like a lot of other things that are happening so I'm sort of like yeah I got I got feelings man I don't know I, I not bad I and I'm not gonna lie for me like Jack Whitehall saves a lot of this movie for me Really? He is yeah. like likable eventually. I'm really surprised. That character is just such a pain in the ass, I feel like, for the first half. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was just like, I, I can't believe they just did the fop. He's just a fop, like playing straight out of like the 18th century or whatever, right? Like the character of like a dainty man kind of coded, like whatever, you know, like I, I, I remember learning about it in theater at some point. And I was just like, they just, they just did that. It's like a totally period thing. I feel like then apart from that one line, like you said, that a I don't know. I, I guess like Jack Whitehall, like ages, like uh, I, I maybe it's just because it's Jack Whitehall for me because Jack Whitehall is playing a fop in real life enough to some extent that it just like there is some sort oh, of really? like actor basis crossover for okay. me that just like works enough that I like accept that character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not if it didn't work for you, that's a totally legitimate viewpoint i agree like, he's really likable towards yeah. like the last half i wouldn't say he saves it for me for me the the chemistry between emily blunt and, and the rock is actually pretty good yeah john krasinski's gotta watch that shit like i'm not <laughs> gonna lie like i don't i'm just fucking with him but like no i i uh yeah uh i think that's what saves the movie for me i i think i i will say this john the rock uh, it's so weird how he's also positioned as like a Humphrey Bogart style role, like a, a la African queen. I really it's, don't. When he says like he's ready to die, he's seen enough of the world. I really don't buy it, man. I'm just like, I don't see like the you're right, like the world weary Bogart kind of thing. Yeah, I don't really see that. Yeah. Which works with Bogart. And let's just be straight up here. 
the African queen is racist. It's a good movie that gets a pass because history. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the only reason we still watch that movie. I, I hesitate to say the mummy and the mummy return get a pass too, but like I don't know why I love those movies. I enjoyed this movie, Trevor. I did, I did actually. I did too. I um, I can't place I, if somebody told me is like you shouldn't have liked this and it's racist, I'd be like, I I probably believe you. You know what I mean? Like I like I I I, I don't I, know. It's I, not my biggest problem with the movie. It's not what I was like. Oh know, really? Oh, okay. No 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 no. I wasn't like you know perturbed and sitting with my arms crossed about it the whole time. I was just kind of like eh, you know when I got out. I know I think the um, the rock's immortality is is as a as a writing beat is a kind of uh, structurally kind of. Uh, stretch maybe i can't it's been a while since i've seen it too so i, I don't know i i but, enjoyed uh, them giving i i i i am a sucker for sort of like the captain america superpowers thing where people just like run through walls and it's just like mm. you know that that's sort of like you know writing beat where a person could just like take a hit and just like fly through a wall and it's fine and that's totally what they're doing with the rock which i like you know what i mean yeah. like i yeah right they are like playing into it yeah and they definitely do the running bit where he's like fast and all these other elements where he just like he hits things and they break apart it's like the fucking video game from uh jumanji which still i honestly unrealistically find that jumanji may be doing this whole thing a little bit better (laughs) yeah the rock's really into the jungle lately have you noticed that yeah it's like he's got a thing right like he's like i just like like it's one of those things where like that's apparently what adam sandler did for jack and jill he's just like i want to go on a cruise ship and I want to pay for all my friends and family to go by making a movie on a cruise ship and I'll sell it to Netflix. And that's how Jack and Jill happened. Right. You know, Yeah. I don't know if any of this movie was filmed in the jungle, though. That's I mean, that's a question we can actually answer. No. Uh, so let's answer it. <laughs> and you need to vamp while I figure this out. <laughs> um, I guess the action set pieces are fine. Are pretty good, though. I, I really like the swashbuckling Indiana Jones of it all. I'll, I'll say that. I think I, especially that's what in the first that's parts. really what we're here for there. We're here yeah. for Indiana Jones. And I think Emily Blunt does it really well, too. I'm all for that, you know. They're they're really they really are trying do seem like they're trying to capture the Gorber Vinsky like pirates energy with those kind of set pieces with her in like the office in the very beginning escaping and all that kind of stuff and flying over the river and all that putting a fucking submarine in the Amazon. This was shot in Hawaii. Oh okay, yeah I, I guess that counts. What is, what counts about it? <laughs> as, as the jungle, as the climate, as the jungle. Uh, it's just it's interesting, right? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm drinking tequila as we talk. It's good. I don't know. I I get a I get. Uh, this movie does the one thing that it really needed to do for me, which is successfully just hit a vibe, and it and it and it definitely does that. And that's the one problem with these movies. It's like. You know, so does the African. The African Queen is an objectionable movie on like native colonialism standards, but it also effectively hits a vibe. And that's like kind of the thing that we're kind of looking for here is like, we you know, we want to have new heroes and stuff that are acceptable within modern context. But at the same time, we want to capture this vibe that is distinctly a colonialism vibe, which is just sort of weird to talk about. 
which is also it, it works in the context of Casablanca because that also has the colonialism context post World War Two, which I think is why Casablanca works so much, works so well, because like these people are unpowered in the con in the concentration. They're outside of the context of colonialism and they can make comments back towards it in the context of World War Two. And they don't necessarily in Casablanca, but it's there. And it's just one of those things where it's like. There are ways to probably make this better. And I and I don't necessarily know that they succeeded at that. They just sort of try to hit it in the teeth of having him do that. And they did that. And it's fine. It doesn't it's not it's not particularly bad. Um, yeah, I didn't like the snake people, though. You know, what I, mean? I was about to say uh, people were, you know, you, me and my and, and Megan actually were probably I feel like some of the only people excited for this movie. Like, I feel like people were very done with this and comparing it um uh, unfavorably to like Pirates of the Caribbean and I was like guys come on it's its own thing just because they're doing the ride formula thing again doesn't mean it's going to be Pirates of the Caribbean and then, <laughs> and then the uh, the Spaniards that are cursed show up and they all have like different shit going on that are, makes them part of the jungle and I'm like okay it's, 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 it does seem like they're trying to do Pirates of the Caribbean a little bit too much you know there's like there's a simplicity to like a skeleton curse thing where like you know, you can interact with it and believe it. And with I, each of them being like their own thing, I think was just like a little too much CG shit flying at the screen for me to really. Yeah, no, it's it's a problem. It's also like a problem that they feel like they need to step away from the like Pirates of the Caribbean is the only word is the the first two movies are the only two movies that work in that series. And now we're even just we're just trying to go beyond the special effects of those two movies and the like the clinical clearness of the monsters and both those things were creatures of the deep were but we're a dead man pirates group both are just secretly dead man's pirates crew with different like fucking thematic elements which right. i love <laughs> like it's clearly like it's clearly like d like a dm doing a second season he's like okay now that they're not they're not skeletons they're sea monsters mm -hmm. that's what they are like that's yeah. like clearly like what it is this and one now has he's a like, shark head you know but that's fine this guy there's a guy in here who's just like he's bees and then there's a man's face in the middle of all these bees <laughs> i the bee guy bugged me like on a real level like I, I i'm not gonna lie whoever did the design for the bee guy like was great and he also like totally looked up the pain from uh metal gear solid three i think uh snake eater uh, cause the pain is really freaky in that. And he was freaky too. Like, I don't know. He just freaked me out. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, which is effective for a PG 13 movie to ever freak me out in any context. I feel like, but everything else about it, it's just like, okay. That yawn is good signifier for the whole deal. Yeah. I was not a fan of the third act to be entirely honest with you. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think it kind of breaks down? Cause I think like, I don't know why exactly um the whole them the whole the jungle like taking them back to the river thing is very is very written you know um as a device and 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 it's funny to me because like in a different movie that doesn't bother me you know yeah. what i mean like in, like if that beat and the mummy like wouldn't bother me you know what i mean <laughs> like like the desert wants you to succeed i'm like yeah cool that's the mummy who gives a shit because the, and, and maybe this is unfair because like I, I here's where it is. The issue is 
The Mummy is a lot simpler of a story when it's when you break it down. As no, written, it's not. You know? And I'm going to be honest with you. The Mummy is a self-aware story. And this wants to do the same thing. The Mummy makes jokes about how the fire goes out and how it makes a scary noise around the fire. The Mummy is self-aware and taking commentary back on to the story that it's that. And that's how it makes mummies scary in the 21st century. It is an effective writing beat about making the whole process a joke. And it's also about make, taking a scary concept and really making it into a funny movie that has a, a scary veneer. The Mummy is actually in actuality a really 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 effective 21st century take on a track uh, on a classic trope that just can't work in the 21st century and that's why that works for that concept and then they make the mummy returns which is a mess but also like very fun you know what i mean and that's how you do that's how you do a franchise <laughs> it's like a like the mummy could learn some things and then and then they go to china and everything just dies and so does brendan Fraser's career because he was you know, sexually assaulted by a, a producer. And that's like a whole thing. And I'm actually, I'm actually, that's like somebody who's coming back that I'm actually like very excited about because like, Oh yeah, he did. He did get blacklisted because of like being sexually assaulted. Oh, by I didn't like know a that man. was the story. I had no, no he got like grabbed by like one of like the big guys in the Oscars. Like he got huh. grabbed at the dick and then he went off and told people huh. and then he got blacklisted. And wow. it's like, that's what happened. He also like went through a very hard divorce and lost all of his money simultaneously at the same time which is his own thing like, yeah. I don't want to comment on a divorce but like you know he just like bad shit happened to the guy and the fact that he's coming back like I know the internet and me are like uh, in love with him in the same level as like Keanu Reeves but like he like broke down on a zoom call with a fan who was just oh, very yeah, excited about yeah. he was very excited about him being back and we are all we all are because like I'm sorry we're all fans of the mummy like I love the mummy and that's that's the thing too about the jungle cruise is like I did not have the same reaction to that movie as I did at the mummy and I went back and watched the mummy and I was like this is a better fucking movie. Well, it's a better <laughs> script is, is, is what I mean. You know, like, the mummy is tight. The mummy yeah, is a tight exactly. script. And there, this there's is no not. like mid, like mid movie exposition where the rock has to explain to you why he's immortal and how he, that's been going all these years and all that, you know, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it doesn't work on like several levels and it's like, it's problematic, like just on the half of it. So it's, it's 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 like kind of a mess to be honest with you it's it's not bad but it is it is like a mess and it's and it and it and i think this is one of those things where it's like i'm I'm very confused why this movie wasn't tight because it's definitely been in production for forever so i'm just i it's not a bad movie but it's it's also like <laughs> i think the reason that i that i associate this movie with the mummy too there's enough self-aware jokes in this movie is that they're trying to do the same thing, but it's really just like a less capable adaptation of a classic trope where they're trying to do the mummy, but with the twist, but it's really just doing to a thing that never had a twist in the first place. Yeah. And it really doesn't really doesn't work in the same sort of way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The twist doesn't <laughs> mean much and, and that, the connection there is just colonialism that's the only connection but i but i genuinely think that the person who was making this movie was looking at the mummy and said that's what we need to do like i do yeah. really think that that was like a thought process there you know what i mean sure because just in the way that emily blunt and the rock make jokes and a lot of them hit a lot of them hit and yeah. make me laugh i thought yeah. they were funny i didn't think they were bad and i think that they got two really good actors uh, in a bad script. Do you know what I mean? Mm, 
for sure. I think they. I think The Rock and Emily Blunt elevate that script. Emily Blunt particularly is just working. She's with some good lines. in everything, pretty much. I she's mean, not good in this, dude. Like, you, there's, there's. Oh, like, I love her in this. I think she's. Good I, I like her. I just think she is just pushing. I think, she, like, she needs to go get some back surgery after Carrie in this movie, man. Oh, just, for I don't sure. know. Like yeah. both of them. Like even Rock, Rock and Jack Whitehall. Like you got a lot of good people in this that are just like just like struggling under the weight of all the colonialism. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to make this an issue. I'm just like, I'm not sure that they effectively managed to, to get past the social, cultural, economic elements of the context of this piece. And they don't. And that's a problem because they really, really need to be past it before we can start talking about whether or not this is a good movie or not. And I think that's my opinion. Didn't they uh, make this like, and then they took the then then the uh, tribal elements of the actual attraction got canceled in the middle of making this or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, there was dude, there's I'm looking at the, tri- the the trivia page on IMDb for this movie is a mile long. And I think that there's a lot of it is associated with like the ride. And mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the issue. Um, this is not the same thing as the Pirates of the Caribbean getting adapted because pirates are pirates. Like we can have issues with pirates, but like that's kind of dumb because pirates were bad and they're the bad guys. <laughs> and this is like recontextualizing. It's fine. This is different. This isn't about like like white people doing bad things to other white people, which is piracy. Like this is about us very specifically doing white bad things to other indigenous cultures. That's Jungle Cruise. And that's inherent to the nature of it, because we're literally like a white ship pressing into the pristine elements of nature and being shocked by the natives. That's the core concept of Jungle Cruise as sorry. Yes, you're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. If it was more of a nature thing, I'd probably be. Dude, the opening of this movie where the rock has like his tour boat, he's like the backside of water joke. That's all adorable and great. If this more of this movie had been like less epic and cursed and more of that energy, I would have been fine with that. Again, I don't know how you make a blockbuster movie out of that, though. So. I don't think you do. And I think that's the problem. It had to be cursed. Mm-hmm. This is cursed. That is cursed. Sorry. I'm you really just, no, you I'm it. really, I'm really just it. repping the mummy too here, yeah. <laughs> which is really funny that like I came away for this movie. I was like, uh, I really would have just like to watch the mummy too, which is hilarious. Cause it's a bad movie. And that's the thing too. Is like, I was watching it. It's like somehow the mummy too, as a bad movie succeeds more than this. Oh, absolutely. And it's weird to me because like the mummy is like a legitimately good movie. And then the mummy too is not. But I still always rather watch The Mummy 2 because I just find it to be like the perfect synopsis of just like this adventurism. And it, and it just works. I don't know. It's got the camp, I guess, maybe. It's, it it yeah. is. It is. But this has camp in spades, but it's just it's not as good a camp. Yeah. A lot of things try to be camp. Like you can't. I don't know. There's a. Yeah, that's a that's a essay for another day. <laughs> But yeah, this movie did pretty well at the box office, I think. Um, I, I think it should. I, 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 I think that this is a and I don't want to say this because I've been wrong about this before. I think this is a style of movie that is very. Um, I, I, I think there is an appetite 
for more movies like Absolutely. the mummy yeah. which is like what my takeaway for this whole thing was and i think that i'm I, I think that well, I think yes, washbuckling. You know what I mean? Like that 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 like Humphrey Bogart on a river. Hey, what's up? You know, vibe. Like you know, Jack Sparrow's Humphrey Bogart's. Uh, ironically, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> like you know, like unironic. Like I just there's like that. Like there is an appetite for that sort of like you know manly yet also both inherently sensitive and funny. And I think that's like kind of an underlying thing that is very fun that we're kind of forgotten and i think also just like pure adventure like you know not tainted by marvel and other elements like i think i think there's like an opportunity and a space for this and i think that there's like a real desire for it and i'm sorry dude i love period pieces like you know the combination of that with this kind of context is just like sort of fun uh emily blunt in england in that first part is just unbearable though i just can't oh didn't 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 work for you did it work for you i I mean i liked it yeah it's uh it's definitely I guess you could call it obnoxious, maybe a little indulgent as a as an action set piece, or, or uh, how do you mean, just like the whole society of it, or uh, just like the acting? I guess it's not particularly an inter- uh, not particularly an interesting dramatic setup. I guess who I'm trying to think who is oh I'm trying to think there was a really cool environmentalism series done. I love when I get this text from Katie. Holy fucking shit. I have never found so much in a store before. I bought every one of every one of everything in sight. Where? What store is she at? The mug store. The mug store. There's a store of just mugs. That's not good. No, it's a TJ Maxx and they release Ray Dunn mugs. Ray Dunn. You know what a Ray Dunn mug is, right? You're not that basic. I guess I am. Ray, okay, all right. I can't get into it. I wouldn't lie to you. Uh, I wouldn't fucking know with it. I wasn't dating Katie. All right, let's do scores on this thing because I think we're we're at that. Let's do yes. What? Where are you at with this? Uh, That's a Ray Dunn mug. Um, I I'm at a six. I think I did have a good time, but um. I would not call it a good movie. It's not something I want to see again remotely. And I feel like I've forgotten a lot of it. Um, You know, I do remember a lot of those jokes kind of landing and having fun with Emily Blunt and uh, The Rock. But yeah, Yeah, I give it a six. Jesus Christ. What? She she got all these. Yeah, she got all these (sighs) mugs. That more popped up as I was talking to you. Mm. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I give it a six as well. I uh, it, it's a passable fun time. Uh, it reminded me to the fact that there was never any continuation to like pirates, a movie like pirates and like the first two pirates and the first two mummies are good. And it's, it's just like one of those series that can't continue on for some reason. And I feel like that's totally weird because I feel like both those series are serialized by nature. And like, somehow we just can't keep them to like 
long running for whatever reason. And I'll never understand that because well, we like, can. They made lots of money. They kept going. They just weren't any good after. <laughs> right, right. I don't understand why they immediately run into the ground after three movies. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't understand that. Like, it just, it's just like a serialism swashbuckling adventure element. And it's just like modern swashbuckling just can't survive in the movie theater. And I'm just sort of like, you know, this is one of those moments where I'm like, we could have a little less Marvel and a little bit more swashbuckling. And that's the only time you'll hear Jack Newman say that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I, I, I'm a Marvel fan, but at the same time, and I know it's the popular element here because you could just print money with that shit. But, you know, we'll see. They're going to they're really going to try with the Immortals and we're going to see that's going to be that's going to be the test. Immortals is like somehow the test, you know, if they could do something weird and different. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to it's not going to be different. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be different at all. Mm. I think it'll be like seven unnamed Avengers. superhero uh, movie. Yeah. I think it is going to be straight across the top and they're going to see if they're going to take a deep property and make it work because mm-hmm. I think they are testing the waters. I think they got a lot cast, of characters though. to introduce to an audience. Also, the director, I think, is particularly good. So sure. I think she's going to manage to capture that sort of like vibe that that movie needs you know what i mean so like i think that they just are like betting on the marvel formula let's get a good director and take a concept and take something from deep comic lore and toss it at the screen and see if it works uh i do feel like the immortals is more of a gambit than anything they've done up till now though Mm -hmm. i'll say that because like you know no offense like you know thanos there's the thanos copter we saw the fan like do you know how fucking crazed the internet was about seeing the thanos copter uh, in loki i have some like idea, it was insane yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they were fucking insane about that shit and it was like it was like the biggest deal ever that like thanos like and that's the thing too like even in the end game when thanos had that double-ended blade he's like that's the thanos copter it's this double-ended sword because it's like a helicopter blade and i'm like Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it spins through the air to return to his hand. So uh, sure. I don't know, man. Sure. It's like things. Things are things are a thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. No, I give it a six two. So we give Jungle Cruise a six out of ten. Consensus. It's a recommendation. I actually think it's worth it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I have really enjoyed going to the movies in the last couple of weeks. I'm actually very, 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 very excited to go to Shang Chi. I'm actually gonna go to theaters for that, and I, I don't know. This is an opportunity for Marvel because like the difference is one of the difference between this and like Black Panther and something where we have more inclusionism is like Black Panther is really an original thing where this like Shang-Chi has a broad history of Kung Fu fantasy and uh, wushu movies to pull from that it's kind of taking into that uh, acclaimed element. So I'm really interested to see what the fuck they do with this and how it times in. So. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating enough, but also like I am a sucker for Hong Kong style action cinema. And if they do this right by the numbers, which by the trailers, I think they are. I'm going to be I'm going to be sold. I'm going to be so fucking sold. (laughs) That's that's what it is. Also, the rings look cool, dude. I just I'm just the rings do look pretty cool. There are 10 of them. I hate you so much. (laughs) I love you so much. I love you, but also hate you. I'm just saying. All right. Anyways, we give Jungle Cruise a six out of 10. Thank you for listening to the Vinny Gang podcast. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network where you can check out all of our content. We're going to be wrapping up next week on Monday. Labor Day Day will be the last episode of Pen and Paper Pod Season 3, Villains of Novera. So check that out. Going to love it. Check it out. From everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast and by extension, the Tuscan Shed Network, thanks for listening. <laughs>